0: Much of the world is on lockdown right now while we endure through the COVID-19 pandemic. Sports are suspended, businesses, schools, and churches are shuttered, and there are quarantine, work from home, and shelter-in-place protocols that are now in effect worldwide. Hello, everyone. Rev Brad coming to you from the Touchline. Today is a special episode, and I've asked a very special guest to join me and share some experience and wisdom for one particular issue that is heavily impacting footballing families right now, teaching your children who are now with you at home. Hang on, and we'll be right back after this.
1: He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net! Just a little off foot, thinking he's gonna go far post, not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have, he has the hat-trick! Second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero talked about you're not gonna be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're on the angle of what a goal! What a goal!
0: Well, in the past few weeks, I've heard a number of podcasts and I've seen social media tweets and whatnot, and there's a new season of learning in place. And it's amongst families who have children at home now. And they're doing online school or they're doing homeschool. I know that for many in the football and soccer community, this is a new, probably strange, or even an, an uncomfortable space. So today on The Touchline, I wanted to bring in a seasoned veteran and expert on homeschooling, my own wife, Adriana Kenny. Adri, welcome to The Touchline. Hello. So to give people listening some context... We made the decision to homeschool, and we began homeschooling our four daughters some 12 years ago. Our oldest is now in traditional high school, and, um, babe, you're still teaching the other three at home now. And during coronavirus, our oldest is doing her school online via Zoom. But I wondered, what do you recall about taking those first initial steps to decide to homeschool?
1: Well, first, I will say that during this time, it's been nice to have everybody at home homeschooling. Um, It's nice to have my oldest back at home uh, doing online school. Um, I've cherished uh, the moments that I've had her when she was at home from kindergarten all the way up through high school. And um, now she's off at high school and doing school there. So it's been kind of neat to have her home again. Um, But... um, yeah. Homeschooling has been something that we have done for many years. And some of those first initial steps that we took, I remember us having the conversation in our apartment uh, when we were first married, we didn't have kids. Um, we were both adamant on not, uh, homeschooling wasn't even in our in no, vocabulary. No, it wasn't even in the picture. I wanted to do public school for my kids from day one.
0: And I was from private school. So I was like, we it's gotta be private school and we we kind of argued about this. Yes,
1: we had um, some very intense conversations about how we were gonna raise our kids and lo and behold, God had a different plan for us. Um, homeschooling was not on our radar. Um, we never really even thought about it or even I guess our first initial thoughts were what is homeschooling and, and what does this look like and we just had no clue. So those first... I guess initial things that started to kind of take place in our own hearts was, um, just running into people that God put in our lives that would, uh, t- shared with us what they were doing. And that was, um, homeschooling their kids. And so, uh, we would have conversations and the Lord just started to, um, open that door to our hearts of this being an option. Um, we, I, rem- I remember
0: it. thinking that people were kind of weird, those people that homeschool, right? Like right. we had all those ideas like, does this mean we have to make our own clothes and we have to do right. all this own stuff? Like Exactly. Right? And and I remember a lot of family members were like, your kids will be socially awkward and how will they grow up in this world and right. know like this and that. And I remember those were some, some stressors in the beginning.
1: Yes, we um, had all those normal questions that probably everybody has, like, this is a weird thing to do. And you would look a certain way if you homeschooled and act a certain way. And yes, those were definitely big concerns for
0: us. I, I remember going to a meeting as well. I forget where this was, but someone did the math for me. And this was a little bit of a selling point. They were like, so think about it. If you spend 25 minutes in the car driving to the school and and they had just gone through the entire school day And they said, you know, your student's going to have like seven to eight minutes in between class, like, and they did all this math. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there is a lot of like wasted uh, space or wasted time sometimes in traditional school. And I thought, man, if you could get school done by one, two in the afternoon, that would be brilliant. So I, I remember that was a little bit of a selling point for me.
1: Right, and I, I think looking at all of that, I, I have realized that um, with homeschooling, yeah, you get to finish earlier in the day. But I don't want to sit here and, and condemn public school or anything like that. I feel like our teachers nowadays who are out there with public school, private school, um, they are hard workers, and they do a lot. And um, yes, there is some amazing teachers, and some kids thrive and, and do really well in those situations, um but homeschooling was just another avenue that was opened up to us and that was just an area that we felt like the lord was calling us to and there was a lot of prayer a lot of discussion a lot of conversation and a lot of talk with other other homeschooling parents who have done this or who have gone down this road before us that really kind of made us dive into homeschooling
0: yeah and i th- i think that uh when you when you talk about some of those Uh, early friends I remember them encouraging and and especially some of the dads because I was talking to them and they would they'd encourage me and say no like this is a this is a cool way for family to happen and can you imagine just doing life and teaching as you go and I I remember a few conversations and a few books read where we're like well okay well what kind of homeschooling will we do because there's I forget what the style of it, the teachings called kind of where your hands off and you're like, well, you know, unschooling. Un,
1: unschooling,
0: unschooling. That's right. That's right. Unschooling. So, uh, that was a weird concept to me. And I was like, I don't think we want to do unschooling. That's uh that was a, that you're right. That was the one. Um, but uh, so Adrian, what are some of your favorite moments or your memories? Homeschooling being very different from traditional school. What are some of your favorite moments or memories or what are some of the things that you would say, um, man, these things for me uh, and for our family really made homeschooling fun and um, it's it's part of why we keep doing it. And, you know, to be fair, we assess it every year. We we don't just go, we're going to homeschool for life. We look at every year and we go, is this still right for each kid? We look individually. Mm -hmm. We ask whether it's right for our family. Um, but what are some of your favorite moments and memories?
1: Yeah, so um, our one of our daughters who, um, when we started going down this road with homeschooling, she um, was a very active child and loved to um, just be outside and play and never could sit still and um, loved to um, just use her imagination. And she it was one... She was what I would call my spirited child. She just had her imagination was just bigger than life and her character. And and so um, some of my favorite memories with her was, I guess, um, her reading books in the tree, her doing her schoolwork um, outside underneath in the grass or with her puppy. And um, she would just find the most creative places to go and do her schoolwork and she was one that didn't like to sit still for very long so we were able to do um, fun breaks and make um, schooling look a lot different for her it has it, it you know much different had she been in a, a traditional school had having to be seated all day um, so there was a little bit of that flexibility uh, with her and her personality type to um, do schooling a little bit differently for her
0: I remember one of my favorite memories when you started teaching, uh, was you were teaching about, um, and you're talking, teaching through creation and the days of creation, you were teaching about God separating the day from night. And I remember you got, you pulled out this package of Oreo cookies and you uh, twisted off the top and you talked about separating day from night. And I thought... Wow! What a great now. I'm a cookie monster to be honest, but I thought this is a this is a fun way to teach. What a, what an interesting way to teach, and and it was an engaging way. It was a fun uh, a fun way to teach, and so I've got even my own fun memories as I kind of watch from a distance because you've really been the one to do most of the homeschooling, most of the education in our home.
1: Right. I mean, there was um, a lot of resources that I I used. Um, there was a lot of. I mean ideas that I got from other families that had been homeschooling and so I would take those and um, try to create um, a different path for my daughters of learning and making it very hands-on yet also just um, trying to engage them with where they were at and in their learning styles.
0: That was a cool thing for me is seeing how you could read their learning style you knew your teaching style and then you would kind of piece together a curriculum that made sense and it it didn't always start out perfect and and it I mean you changed time to time right you like you would change different subjects right you've changed a number of subjects over the years
1: right so I you know every year you would learn something new or or you know would figure out like yeah that didn't really work or this I kind of want to engage more in this area with schooling um and so yeah every year was kind of a a a new learning a new path um but that's the beauty of that was just that the lord really um, ministered in those teaching moments in those um, times with my girls that i got to have um and we were able to flourish and learn a lot um whether it was through math or history or art um just finding that that one thing that my kids really loved and i tried to try to run with it and try to be creative and do fun things for it
0: Oh, yeah, there's that one song uh, about John Henry, and one of our kids has recently wanted to name uh, our new pup John because of John Henry and, and going through this whole like historical thing about uh, the wives of John Henry and everything that he had. So, well, babe, there's probably a lot of parents out there right now in the football world that are wondering, what do I do now? Daycare is closed. Schools are closed. My spouse, my partner is home, interfering with my daily routines. Life is in chaos in the midst of coronavirus and lockdowns and shutdowns and shelter in place. And I have to somehow teach my children and make sure they're doing their schooling. Help! What would you say to the father, to the mother, to the to the parent that is feeling a bit overwhelmed right now at the prospect of homeschooling?
1: Yeah, so... I would encourage um, everyone out there who's homeschooling right now or having to do school at home um, to really give yourself patience and um, and to know that it's okay if what you had planned in your mind for the day does not turn out that way. Um, that was a huge learning curve for me when we first started out. I would have a vision in my mind that school should have been done a certain way, um, a certain amount of time and seated at a desk and no movement. And, and I realized that over time that there could be some days where things just did not turn out the way I had wanted. And I had to let go of that, um, that perfection in myself and what I expected for the day. And, um, you will have days like that where your son or daughter may not have, the strength and energy to try to get through all the the schoolwork and, and everything done the right way that you want it. And, and that's okay. Um, and in those moments, I would say it's okay to just let that go and, and, and maybe just go outside or go play or go do something to connect with your child in a different way and then come back to teaching and schooling, um, when maybe their energy or whatever is, um, kind of bothering them to just kind of come back to it at a different time. Um, Yeah, you'll have perfect days that go really well, and then you'll have days that don't. And um, the days that don't, um, I would say don't be hard on yourself, but to just let it go, and it's okay. Um, School will always be there. Teaching moments, learning, um, that'll always be there. Um, These moments with your kids and those memories that you make right now, uh, it goes fast. And so taking the time to just really cherish your children during these times, to not get frustrated at them, to not um, have that expectation That's set probably too high, and sometimes we can't always um, meet those needs, Um, but to just kind of relax and just take it one day at a time.
0: You know, an interesting thing one of my children asked me today she said, Dad, I wonder if we're gonna see grades improve during the coronavirus. And I I don't really know the basis of her questions, but I, I think, you know, it was a little bit of maybe some of the stress and pressure of. I don't know, maybe getting up early in the morning and and getting somewhere, uh, getting the routine down, or just even being in the environment of school. I know a lot of uh, children are probably missing their friends and parents are missing the rhythm of of having that space and time to themselves or to the activities they would normally do. But I think one of the things I've appreciated, babe, that you've always seemed to do is um, for the ones that have a bit of energy, you help them get that energy out. So it's like, Okay, go do your numbers and your and your counting and and your uh, your math stuff while you're bouncing on the trampoline and and all of a sudden uh, an exercise of of bouncing up and down becomes a, a counting mechanism for them or or turning a, a learning into a song or you know maybe even watching a movie at some point and and doing a teaching moment out of that or. You know, it's going to the grocery store. This is a common one that I think I remember hearing in the meetings. I, I don't know how much we do it, but going to the grocery store and turning a grocery shopping trip into math and, and some life skill learning as well. And and those are all pretty cool ways that I think I've seen um, homeschooling and and home education be able to be incorporated into life, and and then just even like time for piano lessons or mm-hmm. drama club and 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 theater groups and the different activities that have been a, par- a part of each one. Um, you're not dependent necessarily upon the school system to provide those things, and and that's true. You know that we've had to go outside a little bit to do sports, but. Now you can devote time to club soccer and other things like that as well. Uh, we haven't done all of those things, but I know sometimes I've I've had some footballing families who um, are in homeschooling for a season because maybe um, mom or dad who are playing professionally get traded to a, a different team and they up and move city and now we have to move school and we may not be here that long, the contract's not too long homeschooling becomes this, this other vibrant option. And especially if they're, um, in a different place of, of the country or a different part of the world, they really open up their world to, to learning and the things that they can do. So, um, I I think those are great encouragements, especially the patient's piece. And I'd say if you're on the other side of the homeschooling equation, like I am where your spouse is doing or, or your partner's doing the homeschooling, just have patience, right? You know, mm-hmm. I have to have patience that dinner may not be ready, the house may not be as clean, or all those different things. Um, and I'll tell you, from my perspective, the value that your kids get from having that one-on-one teaching education from someone who loves them and cherishes them deeply, not to say that our our school teachers don't, but that parent that can do that is a pretty special thing. So. Right. Well, Adrienne, if you were to give your top three resources for someone who's figuring out homeschooling during this time, now it could be a short time it or, or it could lead into something longer. It could lead into someone looking into something longer. What would you say, what would be your top three or so go-to books or resources on homeschooling or just learning about what it means to educate from home? What would you say those are?
1: So some of my, um, top three I guess resources would be uh, 101 top picks for homeschool curriculum by Kathy Duffy Um, she kind of maps out kind of personality styles in your kids and in yourself and tries to help you land on a curriculum that um, that guides both you and your kids to something that can benefit for both of you because my personality is different than my kids and um, and so there's Uh, When you're picking out curriculum, there's just so much out there um, for kids that want to do a lot of hands-on stuff versus kids that would rather just work out of a workbook or just do their own selective reading, Um, and this book um, really did help guide that. Another book that um, I really um, have enjoyed just kind of teaching me as a mother um, just for patience and rest is... um, Sally Clarkson has a lot of um, books out there um, called The Mission of Motherhood is one, The Ministry of Motherhood. just kind of helps balance that idea of uh, what we're called to and uh, raising our kids. And then um, another book that um, I've heard of and I haven't quite read yet, but I know that it's been a popular one uh, amongst homeschoolers and they have loved It's um, Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. Um, that's one book that I've got on my list to read over the summer, but, um, yeah, there's so many resources out there. Um, and so those are a few that I've got.
0: Yeah. And, and I would say too, there are a lot of resources out there and you can find things that match your needs. Um, you can, there's groups out there, um, you know, and these were things we didn't know when we started homeschooling, but there's, there's people that, you know, um, they come together and I forget what kind of group are they called? Like where, where you come into like a, a combined uh, learning time and maybe, maybe one of the children's dad is a lawyer. So he comes in and, and maybe he gives a presentation on um, legal things, or maybe one, one person's um, uh, spouse or partner is a, is a doctor and they come in and describe m- medical things. And so there's this um, sort of combined teaching groups that, that happen, and those are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, there's a lot out there. Um, there's co-ops, there's um, these umbrella schools that you can get under that kind of help uh, take care of all of the paperwork and the, the testing and when you need to get tested for your kids. Um, it can be overwhelming at first, but um, if you get plugged into some of these co-ops or some of these selective groups, it helps kind of narrows things down for you as a homeschooling parent. Um, to kind of guide you through check organization is a, an amazing um, resource as well if you have any questions about legal things in your area or your country uh, they pretty much know um, you know everything about homeschooling all the legal matters of how many hours you're supposed to teach um, what you need to be documenting what when your kids need to be getting their uh, testing done um, yeah, so there's, a, there's quite a bit of things out there. There's also, um, because homeschooling has gotten so big, um, there's Facebook pages that have um, homeschooling within your area that you can get plugged into. Um, I think that's around most areas. Um, but you can kind of get plugged in, and they do a lot of field trip activities or fun um, engaging things that you can get to know other kids and meet other families.
0: Yeah, you'll find a lot of uh, museums and zoos and such will have homeschooling days or special events where they bring in uh, those co-op groups or those special ed groups. Um, also, too, we I know we've been involved in a county school that meets uh, once once a week, and that say a little bit more about that, babe. Is that I mean, what is that for you? Does that kind of give you a break from homeschooling, or or what is that? Um, what is that day for you? Is it, I, I mean, in my mind, I kind of think our kids kind of need to hear other voices, different voices for teaching and instruction into their life. But what what's that kind of been for you in terms of having, uh, it's kind of a homeschool hybrid in, in some right. senses.
1: It's, a, it's an enrichment program. And um, they have that here in, in Colorado, where you can kind of go to these programs where um, they go one day a week with other homeschoolers and they're taught with by teachers. And They do um, science. They kind of do art. There's a a list of of classes that kids can do. Um, But, yeah, I have honestly enjoyed having just that one day off where I can kind of get um, grocery shopping done while the kids are at their um, one-day-a-week homeschool, school kind of thing. Um, And they enjoy it, too. They enjoy um, doing something different midweek and getting out.
0: And they have a lot of friends in there. And you don't just do grocery shopping, just to be clear. Sometimes you'll go for a coffee right. with friends or get a workout in exactly. or do some other things too. So just so people don't think like I'm, I'm slave driving my wife and making her uh, just do grocery shopping when, when she's done with homeschooling. Right. Um, but um, babe, thanks for that. You know, On the touchline, I always like to connect back football and family into faith. And so I think it's really key for parents to understand that, that we actually have a responsibility that rests on us to steward and manage the education of our children. Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 9, also known as the Shema, is one passage where we understand the responsibility of instruction that comes with being a parent. Let me read it to you. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Another passage that I find to be a good, strong exhortation as parents is Proverbs 22.6. It says this, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. You know, in both passages, there's this, there's this urging that as a parent, um, I'm responsible for the training and raising up of my child. Now, I think that can look very different for different people. What it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that everybody has to homeschool. And I think we came to that very early. We realized some of our friends were curious about it. Some of our friends have, have tried it. They've tried homeschooling and they've just found it's not for us. And and we've wanted it to be. We've wanted to share that with them. And we have. We've shared with some, some great friends of ours homeschooling for different periods. But I'm not saying that everyone has to homeschool. And I think that God may put you in a, a longer season of homeschooling like he has us, or it may be a short season that, that goes through a, a global pandemic like this. Whatever it is, I think that, you know, as we revisit the homeschooling conversation every year, we, we've just said, we're going to take it one year at a time. We're going to look at each of our children individually. And do we feel called to this? But even, even outside of that call, there is this place where God wants us to be instructing our kids. He wants us to help uh, filter the events that are going on in our world, the things that are going on in our day and age, and help them understand and have a foundation, to have a basis of understanding so that so that when they go through this, uh, they're not left to just wonder. Sometimes I encounter parents and, and I encounter people who say, well, especially in terms of faith, I, I'm just going to let my children decide and I'm going to let them figure it out. Well our children are looking for direction and guidance. They're looking for things from us. And and that gets different as they age. It gets different as they're around different peers. But we still have this, this instruction, this command on us as parents that we're to raise up our children. We're to instruct them. And sometimes they rebel, they go away. But oftentimes uh, what we see is, is through time and, and through experience, they come back and they ask us and they invite us back into their life in a different relationship. Um, the other thing that these passages mean is, especially as a parent, we can't simply just check out and leave teaching and instruction of our children up to the school or up to the daycare or up to the church. You know, whether it's a daycare worker, the church youth pastor or the middle school teacher, they aren't just tax and tithe dollar paid childcare for us. We need to be involved. I need to be involved and connected into understanding and promoting and affirming those things essential to learning throughout the course of daily life. And yeah, Oreos talking about God separating day from night. That's pretty cool, at least in my book, because I'm cookie monster. But um, what are the smaller ways that we can keep teaching and reinforcing and reminding our children about our faith and about what they can learn about God's great world? And there's so many teachable moments in the daily moments of life. Um, Sometimes it's too much. But that responsibility of teaching and instruction is especially important at the level of one's faith. And I would even say that faith is foundational to all the other pieces. It's the lens. It's the framework. It's how we view and understand the world. So, Adri, you know, throughout the course of these last 12 years or so, how have you kind of incorporated faith into the homeschooling that you do with the girls?
1: yeah, so faith is a big piece in all of this um, It's woven through every aspect of of homeschooling um it you know from the time that we get up to doing our devotions together to doing our you know our mathematic facts to breaking up fights here and there there's um It's just that underlying, having faith to get through the day, um, having faith to teach my kids, and to hope that they're um, hearing and learning about God's love for them Um, through my example, um, through uh, the way we run our home um, is a big piece. So, yeah, I think for us and our family, faith has been kind of the backbone of of all of this, and and, um, being able to teach my girls... Uh, what it means to know who God is and have him as a personal relationship in their own hearts and start to make it their own. Uh, That's done by example through myself and also through leading them and teaching them.
0: I remember one of my favorite memories. Um, I think this was like the first summer after we had started homeschooling, after you had started homeschooling our oldest. Um, And I remember we, we were camping and I was unloading the truck and she was sitting on this log and just kind of staring. And I kind of was like, um, I could use some help. You know, what, what are you, what are you doing? And so I sat down on the log next to her and I, I asked her and she kind of had her, her, um, her arm, uh, her, her head in her, in her fist, you know, kind of had this thinking man kind of pose kind of thing. And I said, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm looking at the trees. I said, "What well, what are you looking at the trees for? And, and she said, you know, I'm just thinking about how God made these trees and how old they might be and how grand they are and how big they are. And, and I just thought, wow, this is, you know, again, just another one of those moments where you start to see connections for your children, where the things that they learn in a textbook or on paper or, or in your home become translatable lessons out further in life. So, well, I want to start to wrap it up and sum it up, and I want to drill down just into a couple of things. Um, The the first thing, one of the things I've been encouraged by is seeing you, Adri, do this homeschooling for our children and being involved in some ways a little bit myself. But the first thing is this, you can do this. You can get through this time. I don't know how long coronavirus is going to happen. I don't know if it's going to come back in the fall and everybody has to go back to shelter in place. But I just want to tell everybody, you can do this.
1: Yes, that's, that's true. You can do this. And, and cherish those moments that you have with your kids and just this different um, space that things are looking for this time. Um, yeah, just don't be too hard on yourself. Um, have patience. Trust in the Lord. Just um, take each day as a, a blessing that you get to spend with your kids. Make it fun. Go outside and do stuff. If you love soccer... Kick the ball around while you're doing your math tables or your times tables with your kids or spelling. Uh, Be creative and it doesn't have to be the traditional way that your kid um, has been in school. You can um, definitely make it make it your own.
0: The second thing I'll say is that there are a lot of well-developed resources and support for homeschooling. And I'm gonna definitely link to some of the resources that Adriana that you've mentioned today. I'll put those into the notes so that people can find those. But um, Facebook, other things, there's a lot of people out there doing this.
1: Right. There's um, so many resources out there. Um, there is a lot of, um, I know of a lot of other homeschooling moms who have stepped up to the plate to um, create these amazing lists of what you could do with your children um, You know, during this time if they get bored and all these different amazing activity ideas um, and also just encouragement um, and how to homeschool. So... Um, there's a lot of resources out there that are coming out, um, at least amongst my homeschooling friends that are putting out there.
0: If you look close enough, I'll bet you you'll find another mom that's out there homeschooling uh, all the time, and they can even give you some great tips for even a shorter period. Reach out to them. If you don't have anyone, reach out to us. We'll help. The third thing is it's a special call and a special time. Again, it might be a shorter, longer season uh, for you for your, in your child's life, but Adriana, as you said, this is a special time. So just capture it, enjoy it. I I think even, you know, one of the fun things for me is is now all of our girls are of the age where we can all play Grump, which is like a solitaire spinoff game, and we've all kind of learned that game during our our, uh, stay in place orders and, and we're playing it regularly. Mm-hmm. It's like we clear the dishes from dinner and Hey, let's, let's get a game of grump going on. And plus grump is a, a good fitting title for, for, uh, my personality sometimes. And, and I think yeah. the girls enjoy playing that game. So, uh, fourthly, faith is foundational for the rest of the educational framework for life. Those are my, my, my four things. One, you can do this. There's a lot of resource out there. Just look three. It's a special time. It's a special call. And fourthly, faith is foundational. Well, today I want to give a blessing for the one who finds themselves in the position of homeschooling their children. It's a blessing for a continued growth and flourishing for the student, and a prayer for overcoming fear or internal struggles for the instructor. Gracious Heavenly Father, may your blessing be upon student and teacher alike. May you grow child and parent to a special place where learning and wonder abound. May there be joy in the journey as we understand and learn from one another in this time and space. For the student, let there be an eagerness to learn, a flourishing of self, a discipline applied, a confidence built. May they read clearly and with understanding. May they study and have great recall, whether by pen and paper or video and online. May they learn the art of listening and retaining. May they learn teamwork and patience. May they develop fitness of mind, body, and soul. For the teacher, let there be a confidence to instruct, an infusion of joy, a dispensation of wisdom and knowledge, and a fearlessness to creatively teach. May they illustrate the beauty of your world. May they illustrate the lessons from history and time. May they exhibit patience with the balancing of home and family life. Give peacefulness in the lesson planning and preparation. May they have joy to spend this special time. May they model perseverance and temperance of heart and mind. Lord, keep confusion, low self-esteem, and laziness far from these moments. May teacher and student both feel your presence, and may both know you as the source of all that is wonderful, beautiful, and true. Amen. This is Rev. Brad
1: and Adriana Kenny,
0: coming to you from The Touchline.